0: Uh, in the meantime, Rod Barton, transport advocate, former leader of the Transport Matters Party, is on the line. Good afternoon, Rod.
1: Good afternoon, Tony.
0: Rod, my family's experience, I'm assuming, is um, not isolated.
1: Unfortunately, Tony, it's not. Um, it, it is a problem that's been um, been getting worse and worse since the government deregulated to allow Uber to come into the market, and um, yep. and what we've created a situation where. Um, it's become like the wild, wild west. And yeah. um, yep. I think what the government's announced over the last 24 hours about a, a crackdown is um, optimistic at best.
0: OK, so just to recap our experience, there's supposed to be somebody there at the airport who tells you which cab you're getting into. He was sign and completely ignored while uh, two guys basically conferred about who would have the job to get us home. We were tired, we just wanted to get home, and as I said, the whole thing was conducted in uh, English versus broken English. Um, and it, it just wasn't a comforting experience. So what, what do you expect the government to do about that?
1: Well, I've expected the government for the last three years to do something about it. Um, it's one of those situations where this is more than just um, a few rogue drivers. This has now become yeah. a norm. And this isn't acceptable. Um, the taxi industry uh, the vast sorry let me just start start again the vast majority of taxi operators and drivers are doing the right thing but we have literally got thousands of drivers who are operating as independents who've got no oversight. Okay. we have to address the oversight over everybody not just um, the major networks so there is an absolute um, we have to have a think about what we've done and and why it's happening. Um, And the government just simply isn't responding to this.
0: How would you characterise the taxi body, the peak government, or sorry, the peak industry authority that oversees the operations of of taxi drivers? How would you uh, characterise their response to complaints?
1: Um, They're a disgrace. They're an absolute disgrace. Um, They they have been in it for years and... um, the whole situation is, is, if my information is correct, we've got less than, less than 10 enforcement officers for an industry that's got over 100,000 vehicles and wow. with over 70,000 drivers, and they've got half a dozen people trying to police it. That is ridiculous. They
0: don't see, I've got to say, every time I've complained about something that's happened in a taxi, uh, the lethargy and the complete indifference is the only thing that stands out about the, the response. Um, but do you see then, I mean, we, the government, yes, it did deregulate people who'd paid a lot of money for taxi licences and basically lost their life savings, or, or at least that's the claim they make. But from a consumer point of view, you, you have to admit that the rideshare companies do a better job of uh, servicing the travelling public than taxis do. Uh, has that not uh, impressed itself upon the taxi industry? What motivation do they need to do better?
1: No, I don't accept that, um, that, the, that the rideshare industry is actually doing anything better. Um, okay. They're just not getting. They're just not getting the uh, the level of uh, um, frustration of of what what's okay. happening with, within the taxi industry. We've got a situation where. Um, Uber can charge whatever they like, whenever they like. If the wind changes direction, they can charge you more. Um, Here we have um, taxi drivers who are out on the road, you know, five, six, seven days a week, earning below the minimum wage, Um, no holiday pay, no sick pay, no superannuation, and all we do is criticise them and racially abuse them. I think it's disgraceful. And the government has got a lot to answer for here.
0: Okay, so you, you're, you're saying it's not the taxi industry itself, it's not the driver, it's the government's fault that taxi drivers are uh, negotiating fares essentially or putting the metre on um, before they should.
1: It's come about because the, the drivers, we've gone from around 8,000 commercial passenger vehicles in 2017 to over 80,000 vehicles now. By over 100,000 vehicles, there's 80,000 drivers, right? So what's happening is that these people cannot make a living now. They can't pay their rent. They can't find the payments on their car payments. Um, We've created an environment that's made it extremely difficult. So they're doing whatever they need to do to survive. That's what's happening. Okay.
0: Okay, so you're justifying what, overcharging or putting the meter on early because you think that end justifies the means. Is that what you're saying?
1: No, no, I'm not not saying that that's because we are part of public transport and we've got to make a decision. But you just got to compare it. Are you happy for Uber to charge you four times the standard rate when you walk out of the tennis and say that's acceptable? But the driver standing there who sat in that taxi rank, he should only earn 15 bucks.
0: Well, look, it's a, it's a fair point. We'll put that to people uh, who uh, call 133693. Rod, thanks for your time. Rod Barton, transport advocate and former leader of the Transport Matters Party.